More like suckero. Gotta. Yo, your volume's good, but your opinions suck. <laughs> Welcome back to Dark Insight. Uh, it is episode 103, and I'm your host for the evening, Brian Wade. It is March the 29th, 2019, and I am joined by my inimitable co-host, Charles Turner. Charles, hello, how are you? I am very fine, thank you very much. How are you? I am excellent, and we are joined by the one and only, the returning great, Jeremy Greer. Jeremy, hello. I'm here. Hey, guys. How, how's it going? Great. It's uh, we we've been the the house is a little messy, but that's why we brought, why we brought you back on. That's okay. That's okay. I like what you did with the place though. The multiple you couches. Got to clean it up. Is is really nice. So <laughs> we um, you know, we we changed from uh, having a stamina system. Now we have uh, this posture system. It's you know, it's pretty cool. It's way better than the pot than the <laughs> stamina system. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some video games. Uh, if you didn't get the hint, uh, because obviously we are Dark Insight, the podcast about from software video games, we're gonna talk about Sekiro a lot. But before we do that, let's talk about some other news and video games. Yes, this podcast uh, has changed with... a lot. Do, do we no longer talk about the weather? No, that's like Cassandra mandate. We no longer <laughs> oh, talk really? about the weather. <laughs> Charles, are you okay? The last time I, I know we didn't talk about the weather. You got like you guys got like a typhoon or some shit. Are you, is everything okay over there? We're surviving. We've had a bit of a drought, but we're hanging in there. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Charles, why don't you uh, why don't you talk about these news? You got you, you put most of these news in the news section. Because yeah, I'm the only one that does any work around here. Hey, hey, I put in <laughs> one of the things in the news section. Oh, you, oh, you did. Look at that. <laughs> What's up, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> the first one popped up in my um, feed, and it, I don't know much about it, but it's there's apparently rumors, or maybe slightly stronger than rumors, that Dark Souls... This is, this is literally just a reset era thread. Like, I wouldn't go too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's not... Okay, it's interesting. But yeah, there's, apparently there's talk about um, George R.R. R. Martin of Game of Thrones fame teaming up with Dark Souls to make a video game. So, yeah, I don't know what that means, or if it is real, or if it's made up, but I thought it was interesting. Um, it's just another way for uh, George R. R. Martin to not finish the Game of Thrones series that he's been writing for <laughs> quite some time. Nearly a quarter of a century at this point? Wait, I thought he had finished. No. 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 <laughs> so the TV series the, is going to finish. Yeah, the TV show the TV is, is, is ahead of the books. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Um, that's why he's was, waiting. A, he's waiting for someone else to finish it for him, so he can just go. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant to happen. Yeah, he didn't. He <laughs> he hasn't died like Robert Jordan, so they can't get um, what's his name, uh, Anderson, Brandon Sanderson, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson, to come in and finish the book for him yet. So he's just waiting. He's just whiling away the time by you know meeting with Hideo uh, Miyazaki. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, there's another, uh, there's been a, a rumor going around for a long time. Uh, CJ has talked about this on 20, 20 Manities quite a bit, but, um, the writer, technically the writers, because the, the writer of the Expanse series is actually a, uh, pseudonym <clears throat> that covers two guys that write those books together. But 
the writers of the, of the Expanse have uh, met with From Software apparently to do some work, some unknown work on an unknown game. And if you guys aren't familiar with the Expanse, I've heard it described as like Game of Thrones in space, but I think that does it a disservice. But it's a it's a huge epic kind of space future adventure and uh, all of the weird shit that happens when you know some weird shit happens. So I'm excited about. I think I actually think George R. R. Martin would fit pretty well within a Dark Souls kind of universe, uh, but I think it's like something new with some crazy sci-fi shit would also be pretty dope. Yeah, sci-fi souls done properly, not like the Surge. <laughs> Cliff's gonna come in hot on this podcast. Charles. I'm telling you, <laughs> between your opinions on the Surge and my opinions on difficulty, Cliff is already tearing his hair out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, I'm just a bit salty because this month's PlayStation Plus games have been a bit lame. Well, this coming months, it's the Surge and Conan. I'm actually looking forward to the Surge. Like, I don't know, uh, I don't know when I'll be done with Sekiro for. Like, I don't know if I'll be done with that game for quite some time. I'm already looking forward to my next playthrough. But uh, like, I'll, I'll, having that on the hard drive and to, to check it out. Uh, Richard Pilbeam is a big fan of that game and kind of the story that it does. And you know, he's a known. Dark Souls liker, so I'll, I'll at least try it out. Yeah, I've tried it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'll probably play Conan, but yeah, it's just the last few months of PlayStation Plus haven't been really worth much. But that's life. Okay, next on I've, the news. Uh, oh, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've kind of stopped downloading PSN games <laughs> nowadays. I'm just like, uh, I just, I don't care. <laughs> I, more or less same. Like, I, I, if if I remember, I will go in and click all of them and add them to my cart. And quote unquote purchase them, but otherwise mm-hmm. it's just like, eh. unless it's something I really need, like I don't really care that much. Yeah, there's it's it's very rare the times that a game has gone has been for free on PSN, and then I've, after the fact I've been like, oh yeah, I want to play that, I'll buy it, and it's just it's just never. I don't think that's ever happened to me, so I just I just don't care. Yeah, so one of the better PlayStation Plus games was having Demon Souls Digital. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when yeah. that you still can't get Dark Souls digitally on PS3. Oh, true. Weird. Um, next in the news, uh, Borderlands One remasters being announced and released next week. Oh, it's next week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't know it was that fast. Uh, I, I was just actually looking at the article for that, and uh, they're calling it Game of the Year uh, edition, which I think is actually kind of a funny joke. Why? Uh, because Borderlands hasn't. It, it came out in like 2011, and it's very funny that their remaster is called Game of the Year Edition. Well, yeah, I guess that is kind of funny. I've never understood that. Like every every remaster for a time was always referred to as the Game of the Year Edition, and it's like, but there'd be like four games that are not no no not I I misspoke not remasters the kind of the one where they have all the like, DLC like the re-release when it yeah. had all the DLC yeah yeah but none of them were. I don't know. I don't know if any of them were actually game of the year. Uh, all they had to do was like get one award from some shitty little site. Like some someone on on again. Let's bring back up reset era. Like some someone on reset era said it was their game of the year, and the developer or the publisher was like, "Oh, that, there we go. That's that's the game of the year award. We can call this the game of the year edition." That's yeah, yeah that's weird. It's lame. But you I got get, like four games in one year, time, not reset era. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, a, a lot of people will be excited about that. They're doing some tweaks and adding in four-player split-screen, which wasn't in the original, I believe, hmm. but is was in the sequel. Um, so that yeah, they're adding in a few little like m- tweaks from their more recent games 
um, into the original, which is nice. It's always good when there's uh, use of life additions added into remasters. Yeah, for sure. Um, I really hope that they don't like try to jam in a bunch of the Borderlands two style comedy into, into the remaster. <laughs> well, I mean, Borderlands one style comedy isn't it like it's not great. But it's, <laughs> it was like I, I guess it just bothered me less at the time. I don't know. Um, I'm, I am looking at a screenshot of what appears to be a general grievous. Uh, in this game, so I guess, I don't know, maybe that was why I liked Borderlands 1. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I played through Borderlands 1 mostly by myself, uh, which apparently is the wrong way to play that game, but bounced off too hard. And, I mean, the next news item you got is that 3 was announced, and, boy, I just could not care less. <laughs> I just, I don't know if I'm just done with, like, first-person, you know, shooting-slash-loot games. I'm not going to say the word, because I, I don't like the internet word that people are using for those kind of games now. But uh, I also I, don't like I don't the word. I think it's bad. It's a it's a bad word, yeah. Uh, you know, just because there's are, there are two words to describe a thing doesn't mean we have to smash them together into some like horrible <laughs> syllable uh, offense to people's mouths. You don't have to do that. Um, I have yeah, no I, I idea just, what I just, word you're talking about. <laughs> oh, there was a joke going around of calling them uh, schluters. Oh God, you said it. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, um, that's dumb. We could we could have just kept Charles's virgin ears intact. <laughs> No, I'm all about I'm all about corrupting Charles. As everybody who's listened to me on this podcast before knows, this is true. In about a year, I'm going to have him start saying "hello." I just I've been just slowly planting the seeds. Yeah, as you, you already said, Borderlands Three has been announced as well. Uh, there's going to be another announcement like next week or something or soon this week. I don't know. I think it's uh, this week. Which... I think it's something at. Uh... Yeah, Some, soon like they'll be announcing, end. and it sounds like that's when they'll announce the release date. Yeah, I just don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have any interest. I'm sure. What about you, uh, Charles? I'm sure you and Odin might have some fun playing like some co-op Borderlands, like modern day Borderlands. Is that something that y'all would get into? Or I was thinking about that because I played a bit of Borderlands One co-op with my brother. Split screens, no fun. Yeah, no. because you just you just can't see anything because of the the way that they split the screen. Um, but we have two TVs and two Playstations, so I think it could be something fun to go raiding with with Odin. Um, so the remaster kind of appeals because I never played got into too much. So yeah, actually I have two. I think there was a PlayStation Plus game <laughs> at some point. Yeah, it was. Anyway, um. Yeah, so it could be, just for it. Yeah, for the, it, it just the co-opness of it could be fun. But other than that, I'm not that interested in Borderlands Three. Hey Charles. Yeah. Just play Destiny. <laughs> we do, <laughs> but at least with Borderlands, there's like a story progression. Ooh! Wow! The burn. There's definitely the a burn. story progression in Destiny. <laughs> what there is, it just happens so slow. Like I just, no no idea what's going on. Well, I mean, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I, I don't know which one to be less excited about, Borderlands 3 or Rage 2. Like, both of those games look like the same game to me, so you could put one in the disk drive and, like, like do that thing where I can't see the title screen and hand me the controller, and it might take me, like, 20 minutes to figure out which game I'm playing. <laughs> well, I mean, are you in critically acclaimed, acclaimed drama Breaking Bad? <laughs> I've, I have other, seen... Otherwise, you're playing Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> otherwise yeah man that was such a weird moment in those episodes what the yes, fuck is that dude playing <laughs> it's so weird 
yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I just don't see myself playing like uh, Doom has come out, y'all. <laughs> Have you played Doom? Because Doom has just redefined the first person shooter for me. So. Yeah, yeah, and like enough. another Doom is coming out this year, so I know <laughs> that's where my first person money and time <laughs> is going to be spent. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of first person shooters anymore. Just can't do it in general. Um, anyway, next on the news list, I probably should do this the other way around because yeah, the Google you can do it the other way around. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Google Stadia, 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 Stevia. It, when I read it again this morning and early morning blurry eyedness putting in the notes, I was like, that sounds like an STD. It does. <laughs> or or a uh, sugar replacement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or both at the same time. Um, yeah, Google, Brian, tell, me, tell us about this. I don't feel like talking about it. Um, it's it's like on live, but good, I guess. Um, that's maybe, maybe the sickest burn that may be good. That's maybe the sickest burn that you can give to, to Stadia. Is that uh, I, I know like Jeremy, you tweeted about this, but you were definitely like the, the the person that I thought of when they're like, oh yeah, it runs on like it, you only need a twenty five megabits <laughs> per second down connection. I'm just like I've been to Jeremy's house and his internet is not that good. <laughs> yeah, I uh, so I mean it's a game streaming service, so they're going to have servers, and their their whole idea is that you can you can take games from. Um, one device to another kind of seamlessly their, their controller kind of works over wi-fi so you can just go from your tv to your phone to your computer to your tablet or, or whatever which is yeah. which is very very neat like i think that's cool um there's also things that they're doing like if you're if you're watching a game on youtube um they have save state based functionality um they they kind of talked like this was a new thing but i'm like homie save state's a minute thing since i was like 12 what are you doing <laughs> um <clears throat> but they have like a save state functionality that you can share so like if you're watching your favorite streamer on YouTube and you want to jump into the battle or, or whatever, like you can hit a button and then start playing the game from where they left off, which I think is kind of interesting. Obviously that's all, you know, in the hands of developers. So I don't think that, I don't think anybody's going to be like playing Bloodborne and like I hit play and then all of a sudden I'm fighting a Breedus. Like, I just don't think that's going to be a thing that ever happens, but uh, I don't know. Like I, this thing is so obviously not for me that I can't even I can't even fathom it. Like I just don't imagine ever having the internet to to be able to do any of this stuff, especially when they you go up to like 4K and things like that. Um, I think it's very creepy and scary. Uh, you mentioned on live, Brian. Uh, yeah. I follow a guy. Um, he used to be with Touch Arcade. He was a he was a something awful goon that started writing like iOS reviews or whatever. But um, he's <clears throat> since left Touch Arcade. But he. Uh, He's actually working for like an iOS game preservation company now, which sounds really weird. <laughs> like that's where we are in game preservation, y'all. <laughs> anyway, um, he was tweeting about this. He was a huge online fan. Like he, he had the service. He had super fast internet. He said it worked great. Uh, but when that company went under, he lost every single one of those games that he had spent money on. Yeah. And I think that's that's something to be said. That's something to watch out for with Google because uh, I don't remember the name of the website, but there's a website out there of like stuff Google has canceled. Yeah, <laughs> Google was like notoriously like, like trigger happy about sunsetting things. Yeah. So I, you know, investing any significant amount of money in this stuff, and then also they just showed some like real goofy gamer shit, which I, I really appreciated. Like they they showed a level someone playing like one of the new Tomb Raider games and they were stuck and they were like, you can hit the button on the controller and someone, I don't, what, it, the Google assistant is their AI. They just summoned Google assistant. And like the guy on the screen was like, Hey Google, help me with this tomb. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> just What's up, gamers? Me up. <laughs> 
that's a gamers.text right there, y'all. Uh, what, what about you, Charles? Are you are you into the, the streaming your video game future? Not really. Mostly distance. It's not just speed. It's distance is a problem. Yeah. And uh, imagine playing oh, Sekiro, for example, <laughs> where any, 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 any lag is going to kill you. Uh, and so, or any delay. And so I, I just, yeah, I don't think, though, talking to a friend about it who's a bit more into the tech stuff, uh, it does sound like Google are going to be investing in having servers in lots of locations. So it won't be trying to connect to a server in the USA for me. There, there, there's likely to be one here in New Zealand. Um, and that's one thing that I think with the, the the name Google behind all of this is that, you know, if they decide to put the money and the time into it, they actually have the the technical know-how and the the monetary and the technical resources to be able to roll this out nationwide and like make it functional for people outside of, you know, the the handful of cities in the United States that has 100 megabit plus internet right. service. So, um, but you know, there's there's there was kind of a huge outcry against this thing, and I, I, to a certain extent, I understand it. Like, if 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 From Software's next game was Google Stadia exclusive, I'd be fucking like heartbroken, right? Like that would be a bummer for me. And uh, but for for the most part, like it really doesn't seem like they're gonna there's gonna be like a whole lot of great unique experiences on this service. Yeah. Like I, I kind of feel like it's just gonna be kind of like any struggling video game console maker. Like they're not gonna really you know have a lot of first party stuff to start out with. It's really f- fascinating or interesting, and they're gonna just be trying to struggle to get indies and third parties. Which hey. I've got a PlayStation, a Switch, and an Xbox, so yep. I can probably play all that stuff somewhere else, and I can yeah. just play it while it's after it's downloaded. After it takes twenty-seven hours to download, I can play <laughs> it and be fine. The the one thing it's, I will say for it that I think is, is actually maybe if, if if there's a reasonable way to do this, might be a cool uh, uh, way to use Stadia is for exactly that. Like, oh well, I want to play this new video game that just came out, but it's gonna it t- it's gonna take like five hours to download or whatever. Uh, so in the meantime, while I'm downloading it on my PS4 or Xbox or whatever, I will just boot it up in Stadia and it just launches right away and I can try it out. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's really neat. And but I think that the the flip side of that is how much is that going to cost? Right. And and that's something that they they have not talked about at all. They haven't talked about it's just going to be a like if I the, the the thing they kept showing was like I'm watching a guy play Assassin's Creed on YouTube and then I hit a button and I'm, I'm starting to play Assassin's Creed like how does Ubisoft get money from that button press? Yeah, and, like I, I'm wondering, and I, I know like they talked about a little bit about uh, potential like pricing or whatever. Like if if this is like a I don't know like a ten or fifteen dollars a month kind of thing, like I I might give give them fifteen dollars a month every few months to have access to this, but I don't you know mm-hmm. at the same time like I don't know like why would I like like you said, I have all of the consoles and I have a gaming PC. Like, what's what's even the point for me? Yeah. I just want to go back a sec. Uh, Jeremy, just be honest. If FromSoft announced a game on Stadia, you're either going, Autumn, we're moving, or <laughs> uh, or you'd be would find Jeremy at a, a all-day internet cafe. <laughs> Brian, that's, Brian's got an extra room at his house. Right. And fast internet, I, I'd be, so I'd be I getting just... a text from Jeremy like, yo, I'm going to come crash at your place for a month. <laughs> Brian, get off the stadium. It's my turn. You're sucking up all the bandwidth. 
Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, that's the stuff they need to 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 sell people on that system. I think is they need um, like actual games that people want to play on it. And I, I think it's going to be something new and cool. And I guarantee you, if I had fi- like the city next door to me, like has super fast fucking internet, which is really frustrating. But uh, if if I was lived in it, that town and I had super fast internet, I would definitely try it out. Like that would be. I think it would be a whole lot of fun to do. Um, but I, I'm kind of like you, Brian, of like, well, I don't have to like. I, I subscribe to um, like every once in a while. I'll, I'll throw some money onto some random streaming service because the McElroy brothers released a TV show on something right. I've never heard of before, <laughs> and I want to see it. And then I'll cancel it immediately afterwards. Like, like that that stuff is all possible. So I, I don't know. Mm. I, another concern I have is just that I, I hate this this talk of um, consoles are dead or the end of consoles or this will be the console killer, and that's what was all talked about around this. And I don't know if you all remember, this, the, the start of this generation was a little slow with some um, good game releases. And it was mostly because the big developers and companies all thought that consoles were dead. And this is like one of the actual, turned out to be one of the most uh, strongest console generations there has been. <laughs> um, and it's just they they don't seem to be in touch with the actual what people want <laughs> they they say they are and think they are these big companies but they're not really and i think that the streaming service because you can play on a mobile it will lend to simpler game games as service type games that well us three don't like i know there are people who like them in the world but I just worry that it will lend developers to well towards simpler, more boring games without the depth of of entertainment that that we enjoy. So and it, remember, it makes... like this, this isn't new. Like we mentioned on live, well, like, you're right. Uh, it's it's also, um, it's it's also something that Sony is doing this right now. Like yeah. you can. Technically, you could play a if you lived in Japan, you could play Demon Souls on your PS4 or via PS Now, like right now if you wanted to. Like the, that that stuff is out there and it works. So, like the the stuff that Google is doing makes sense a, a lot of it, and I think that there's definitely a market for it. I just think that like anybody who's complaining about it on the internet is 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 either like me and it's just completely not for them, or it's it's like they're scared of something being taken away from them and like we already are seeing boutique physical releases, right? Like that stuff is not going to go away anytime soon. Well, exactly. But it's it's just interesting seeing that it's how it's marketed is that it's the console killer. And, and I just, yeah, my concern is that big developers will listen to think that's true. Um, and, and again, it will hamper the, the release schedule of games on the, on the PS five or whatever. Yeah. Well, on the streaming, Apple have announced <laughs> Apple Arcade. Yeah, uh, but it seems like I don't it's, actually, it's, it's I don't actually know what this is. <laughs> I haven't actually looked at any of this stuff. So, um, um, yeah, yeah. So, so the Apple Arcade isn't streaming. It's just uh, it's it's basically Xbox Game Pass, but for iOS, iOS, and not yep. iOS games. There are going to be games, other games that you can play that aren't specifically iOS games. Yes, um, um, one of the ones they had on the trailer was um, Beneath the Steel Sky or something. It was like an old click and um, point and click oh, yeah, adventure yeah, yeah. game. Yeah, I'm, pre- and that's I'm pretty sure a- I own that game on my on my uh, GOG.com account. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's um it's yeah i think it's called beyond steel skies or something it's like a, a reboot of the or a sequel to the, the series which is quite interesting uh, to take a point and click 90s game and then chucking in a 3d um the footage i saw looked kind of interesting um you play i think a detective don't you and a, a kind of futuristic world cyberpunk gritty world anyway so yeah they are getting as you say they're not just ios it's getting bigger line games yeah it seems kind of cool i don't know like again like i have enough I, I pay for enough subscriptions at this point like do i really need another one and I'd, I'll be honest with y'all, like, I have almost completely stopped playing games on my phone. Like, that was a... I felt like for the first two, few years of having an iPhone, I was I was 100% into that kind of thing. And now it's very rare for me to pick up something. And if it is, it's like a short, weird indie experience. Like, um, <clears throat> Golgoa or... Uh, what was the one about the girl and her and her boyfriend breaking up? Florence. I, I think I, Florence. Um, or something, like, that's, that's real easy and cool, like Monument Valley. But I... Like you get me like with these random ass arcade games, I just I just don't care. Right. Yeah. They are playable on um, like Apple TV and computer and stuff. So there are going to be bigger games off the phone as well. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. They, they'd have to bundle this up with, um, and they they may have again. I haven't. I didn't watch this thing, but like. If this has Apple Music and it has a terabyte of free storage on my Apple iCloud account and things like that, then like, okay, sure. Like, if you start bundling all that stuff together, then mm. I get free games on the side. That's dope. That that's cool. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I just I just can't see myself paying X amount of dollars per month for Apple phone games <laughs> at this point <laughs> in my life. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's interesting that they're all doing it. Everyone's seeing the value in money uh, in gaming now, though. It's it's becoming mainstream. Yep. Thank you, Tim Apple. Thank you for Tim Apple. Yes, for <laughs> for helping us out on this. <laughs> uh, this 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 next one I think is the uh, Jeremy exclusive uh, information. Um, Jeremy, No Man's Sky in VR thoughts. Yes, they're <laughs> yeah. uh, they're releasing not only the this VR for uh, for PSVR and for Steam VR, whatever that is. Um, but it's also a, like a brand new update. Uh, they have continually added support of this game. I don't know if, if I was on this podcast when the last big update hit, um, but that that game consumed like literally another hundred hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> like just with the update, I've already put in. I've probably put in like close to three hundred hours in No Man's Sky, like across all the various versions. It's a uh, lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. I um I am interested in, as f- from an experience standpoint to try it out in VR. Uh, me and Patty were going back and forth because he's a huge No Man's Sky fan as well. Uh, and but like there's things that happen in that game because it's so procedural and because it's so it, it can be kind of glitchy. Where like you take off from your carrier and like your ship clips something and then all of a sudden your ship is just spinning around as fast as it possibly can, 360 degrees. And I'm like <laughs> I don't want to be that and then like there's also stuff like when you're you're doing a hyper warp from one system to another and you come in like that's the good stuff is just going to peel your eyeballs back <laughs> uh, but i feel like you know to me no man's sky has always been a very casual either listen to or edit podcast game kind of thing uh i don't like the idea of putting on the big helmet and then hey, grabbing the controller and 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 being in this world like that that's not really the way that i play no man's sky like i don't need to be immersed into it but that said like you, you have to 
like give try. it up for Hello Games to is it Hello Games? Is that who makes that? Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah. You have to give it up for those guys just to continually release just years of free content. And every time they do, they get a bunch of new sales because people want to try out that game because it looks cool. Um, I yeah, I just. I, I'm very excited about it. I'm definitely going to try it. I will not play more than 30 minutes to an hour of this. I'll be surprised if I get to an hour, to be honest with you. We shall see. What um, about you, Charles? I know you have a VR. You have a PSVR. I don't remember if you have No Man's Sky or not, or if you hated you have it. Two copies. Um, <laughs> what do you have? Two copies of it? Because it's got co-op. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess that's what. <laughs> Um, you know, and they've played a fair bit together. Uh, I again, it's the type of game I can't spend too much time in. I enjoy the world, and I got enough out of it for what I paid for them. But I just, I, the grind, I can't do. Um, I can't get into the loop of it. I like to explore and find new things, uh, and so I'm really keen to try the VR just so I can see what it looks like. It looks pretty yeah. nice on the trailer, but we'll see what it looks like on the PS because that's probably going to be a higher quality version of the vr that they're showing <laughs> yeah I, I would imagine that they're using uh high-end computers and oculus rigs to show off all that footage and everything and also it's like an extremely controlled environment i remember trying to watch uh dan rickard on giant bomb like stream some vr stuff and he, I, it's the first time that it's happened and, he, and like he made me nauseous like watching it on the screen <laughs> Uh, so yeah, like that's, I, 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 that's the kind of stuff that I worry about is like, just make that game, making you just massively sick. Uh, but some people are more like resistant to that than I am. I, I'm real, real sensitive to it. So I can only play VR for small sessions at a time. There's a trick that my brother, um, taught me, um, chew gum and have a fan blowing into your face while you're playing. Apparently that, that helps. Interesting. That's like... I'm already like a 20 minute setup VR process. I now have to go to the store, buy gum, and set up a fan. <laughs> I, it could be worth it. At the moment that it. you're telling me I have to get some juicy fruit to enjoy a video game, I'm, I'm just going to check out. Like, I'm not. Uh, no, man. You got to get Big Red. God, Big Red doesn't last long enough, that's man. True. It's like over and out. Like, it's one chew. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's more or less all gum, though, is the problem, Jeremy. Stress is very true. Yeah. And then you're just too much. I have too much rubber. big red. It quickly, it, bur it, it burns my tongue and like messes up my taste buds. It's the best. We don't get it here. What about you, Brian? Do you have PSVR? I, I don't know. Like I'll probably I'll probably try it because it's like I don't, I want to do space stuff in VR, but like I don't know. I just even after the updates, I played that game for a little bit and I just kind of put it down and I wasn't I wasn't into it. So who knows? Wasn't my thing. I th and I think pretty. that's that's totally fair. Like I think if you, I, you know, the the last the last update actually added a progression system in that game, which didn't really exist before, and they they kind of dialed it down. So like you get NPCs and you recruit them to your base, and they give you missions, and you can go on stuff and and do cool things. But like the very core gameplay, if you're not if you're not down with like going out like collecting a bunch of rocks and then doing something with those rocks to compress them into smaller, better rocks and then finding other rocks that are smaller and better to put with these first smaller, better rocks to make even smaller, better, better rocks. Then like, you're not going to like this game at all. <laughs> like if that doesn't get it, you're, you're kind of done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It does like, look good though. I, I don't get to shoot as many aliens as I would want to, um, in that game. So yeah, there's no, there's very little alien shooting. I, in I, I, I'm not like looting cool guns or, 
No. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, you're, every once in a while you'll get a cool gun, but then you'll then you'll be done. Like, you'll have this, the, the, the best gun in the game. So. <laughs> That's fair. After 200 hours. It sounds exactly like Destiny. I don't know what you're complaining about, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the shooting is much worse yeah, than Destiny. It does, not feel, it does not feel good <laughs> to shoot. <laughs> Very true. Um, so yeah, so uh, our last uh, last news story is a thing that I was actually very interested in that uh, some talk came out earlier this week that uh, Nintendo is planning on releasing two new Switch models this year. Oh, interesting. Do you think this is true? I I wouldn't be surprised because with Pokemon coming out, like they've got to get people that like they've got to get the kids that would play Pokemon on the 3DS. They've got to get them Switches because those kids need to be able to play Pokemon, right? When you say kids, you mean grown-ass adults, don't you? Well, both. <laughs> because <laughs> children children do <laughs> still play a lot of Pokemon, but yes, also grown-ass adults. <laughs> like, I, I, I am obviously going, going to be playing the new Pokemon. Uh, but also, like, children play, like, are a large percentage of Pokemon's player base, right? So, uh, no parent is going to want to buy their child a $300 Nintendo Switch just to play Pokemon. But if they get can buy like I don't know like a two hundred dollar like mini Nintendo like Switch to the the two DS of Switches I don't know that might work right <laughs> yeah right. I guess I guess I could see that I uh I would be yeah I I, I have surprised myself a lot because I never really expected to get a Switch I got one as a gift um but I I, I figured if I ha- if I ever got one it would just stay docked and I would use it like a PS4 or anything else. And I haven't. I literally have not docked that bad boy one time. It's, it's stayed hand, handheld, and I'm like, I, those are the experiences that I seek out for it. Like, I want to watch bullshit in the background and, and play Binding of Isaac yeah. or uh, some stuff we're going to talk about later, like Ape Out or Baba is You. And uh, I could maybe use a smaller version of that, especially if it was a little thicker. Like, I find my hands cramping a little bit as it is now, but I don't know. Like, I. I is it is there going to be like a spec bump or anything? Like, the, the, the Switch is relatively slow. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah, we didn't actually mention it. The the two models would be a, a enhanced feature one, and then a, a cheaper, smaller one. Yeah. So the the, the enhanced feature one they claim it's targeted at avid video gamers. Hello, Dark Insight listeners. <laughs> you call me call me call me gamer gamer comma. Which I would assume would just mean like a spec bump, like it's just going to have probably a better, better screen, better battery, and better specs overall. I would imagine would be the hope. Um, I had read another article or some somewhere this not it's not in this article, but I had read somewhere that uh, there was some further talk that it the the spec bump would be similar to the uh, 3ds going to the new 3ds, which was reasonably significant, uh, though. If they follow the model of not making games have to use the, the, the new specs, like what's even the point? Yes. Yeah, that's and that's always been like a weird Nintendo thing to do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like we're gonna have this weird hybrid thing and some games are gonna be made for it, so you're gonna wanna buy it, and it's always the game that you wanna buy, so you're gonna buy the new thing. Like the Wii Motion Plus, like, hey, our flagship title, Skyward Swords, you have to have a, a Wii Motion Plus for it. You know, good luck, plebes, with your old ass Wii controllers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they sold you that stupid fucking attachment that you put on the on the on the Wii oh, controller. God, yeah. 
I ended up with Wii Motion Plus remotes because uh, some sale was happening <laughs> the at a Best Buy. Game? Or the, I, so I ended up with two. I think I have two or three I, copies of that stupid I, I fishing game. I also have two or three copies of that fishing game. <laughs> It was cheaper than the, the yep. whatchamacallit. It was, it was cheaper like, than the like damn controller was. was. It was super cheap. Yeah. It was so dumb. But I, I was into it, so. Yeah. It's no, as you say, it's no surprise they're doing this. Um, this is clearly going to be replacing the, the 3DS at some point. Yeah. They're still keeping it live, but that's going to be dying off soon. I, there, there is one more retail game, I think, planned for this year on the 3DS. So, I oh, so the 3DS like is pretty little... much dead. I see. I thought they were supporting a little bit more than that. Still, I think they're still putting out well, the, some digital games, but there's only one more game like coming to stores this year. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. just Persona that, uh, Q2. What about Luigi's Mansion, the sequel to that? Because that's a 3DS no, only thing. That is right? a Switch game. Oh, Luigi's word. Mansion okay. Three is a Switch Good. game. Uh, Dark Moon is a 3DS, 3DS game and is an excellent game, but you'd have to play your 3DS. So I don't, <laughs> I don't blame you for not wanting to do that. Sweet. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. So are we going to are we going to talk about some video games? Yeah, now? let's talk about some video yes. games. Jeremy, you're the guest. How, how are we doing this? We're going to we're going we, to uh, save Sekiro for last. Okay. <laughs> um. So my first, the first game I'll talk about is called Ape Out. Uh, this is a Switch PC title. I, I saw five seconds of the giant bomb quick look and immediately turned the quick look <laughs> off and bought the game. This, this is uh, a game that so, the two of the two of us have just sent the title of the game with the slam iMessage <laughs> effect each other multiple times. <laughs> it's true. I was I was on Brian. I knew he would love this game. It was it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This game is for me, and it is for B Wade." Yep. Those are the two people that will play this game. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty weird little game. Uh, it's a it's a top down video game. You play an ape. Um, you don't have very many verbs, so you have you have a button that will uh, kind of push things in front of you, and you have a button that will grab. Uh, and you your the whole objective of every level is to escape. So you're trying to get your ape out of the level. Uh, the the thing that makes it special is the the level design is all procedural. So like every level will be a little bit different every time you play it. Um, some of the stages will have set kind of architecture in them. Like notably in one stage, you're going from the top of one side skyscraper to another one over this like glass bridge, which looks really cool. So like that's always going to be there, but you just don't don't know exactly where it is. Uh, while you're trying to get out, there's these enemies these dudes these scientist guys and if you push them into a wall they explode in a really satisfying it, gory it's like the blood most amazing thing that i've done in a video game in a long time <laughs> it feels so good <laughs> it is just the first time that you do it you're just like yes this is this is my life yep. now uh and then you can grab a dude and uh and you can either grab him and throw him into a wall or throw him out a window or, or throw him dudes. at another person and at the They'll both explode, which is also super satisfying. If they, if that dude is grab, it has a gun. Um, you can grab him, and he'll like shoot wildly, and you can kind of control that to shoot other dudes. Uh, really fun, real interesting. And then the soundtrack is this weird. Uh, I, I, I don't know if dynamic or procedural is the right way, but like, so they they've laid down like this. It's like a jazz drum solo. Yeah, it's, it's just like drums. Every, every, like it's, every, it's extremely yeah. percussive. And then, it, and then every once in a while, some shit will go crazy, and they'll bring out those screaming like yeah. horns, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, gamer, let's do it!" <laughs> um, 
but it's dynamic. So like every time you uh, grab a dude and throw him against a wall, you'll get like a symbol crash. And then when things, when you are kind of hiding or you don't have anyone around you, like it'll go down to like a real slow, like drum beat. And uh, so there's, there was an interesting tweet going around that like every single speed run of this game is going to be its own unique jazz oh, album, man. which I kind of thought was amazing, cool. Actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause there's already speed runs of like, you know, 30, 40 minute finishing the games and stuff like that. So really insane. And it's really fun to listen to, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I have been playing on the switch. I watched some people play on the PC and it looks like you almost have Diablo controls where you like click the mouse and you're just kind of dragging oh, the mouse in the direction that you want okay. to. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I would like to play it that yeah, way on weird. the switch. You actually just control your dude with a stick. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm also question. playing on switch. Question. Does the screen shake while you're playing it or is it just in the trailer? I, that's a good question. I don't think that it if shakes, it shakes, if it shakes it's not as a... extreme as in the trailer. Cause it yeah. Cause it's really irritating in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't remember. No, it was Bobby as you that you can like control the the squiggly animation stuff. So I don't. I don't really know. I don't. I don't think. I don't. I never noticed it like shaking or anything. Um, every to the point the, where I was distracted. Every time the ape kind of does anything, the screen just seems to shake in the trailer. That's making me a bit. I think. Nauseous. I think that might be an effect in the trailer for emphasis, but uh, like you'll get some rumble and stuff like that. But I don't think like the whole screen shakes to a distracting degree because you. It's it's kind of a like a quick reflex type of game. Like you're running as fast as you can. You're trying to get this ape. Yeah, out, there's 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 so. a bit of uh, Hotline Miami DNA to this game. I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I think it it would be served better if it had the quick reload like Hotline Miami does, uh, because there were definitely times towards the end of the game. Did you get to the the like post game? No, level, no, Brian? I'm not that far yet. I'm like maybe halfway through. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a spoiler, but like this is. It's the one level where you have to break in and then break okay. out, and it's it's really long. And I've died like hundreds of times. I've never been able to finish <laughs> it. And I just the the game does a cool thing every time you die. So it does like this cool like pop 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 like cool drum drum routine. And every time it does, it like zooms at the map you're on and it shows you a trail of where you went, like around all the yeah. obstacles and stuff. And that's super cool until you've done the same level like a hundred times and you can't do it. And you're just like, fuck, just go, go just reload, <laughs> yep. reload. Yeah, God, for sure. um, but so like that's missing. But of course it's procedural. So like the, you can't have a, a fast reload like that. So yeah, but that's my, that's my spiel on, on yeah. ape out. I don't know if you have anything. To add, yeah. Really. More or less just like, boy, like that's my thing, right? Like I love when games feel good to control, like the way a game feels in my hands is really important to me. And is so like this uh, god i don't want to use the word visceral but it is viscerally satisfying to just to move this ape around and just like punch things and i just i want to do it i want to do it right now i'm not gonna lie <laughs> fair enough it's 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 really fun and uh i you know the the whole style of the game is this weird um there's a there's a word for it, and I, I should have written it down before the podcast, but now I don't know it. But it's it's got this it's real basic um, kind of shapes and everything, but it's it's real it almost looks rough and film grainy. And the moment that you see it, you're like, oh yes, I am playing through the Pulp Fiction opening credits. Like it's that. Like I feel like I'm I'm doing yeah. that, and yeah, it's for just sure. it, it it's just the coolest thing that you've ever done in a video game, and you're just so excited to do it. So so uh, from that that uh end of the spectrum let's enter the complete opposite end of the spectrum jeremy we've also been playing baba is you 
<laughs> yeah. So your ultraviolet twitch shooter, <laughs> or not even shooter, but your ultraviolet like twitch reflex, get your ape out, bloody the whole nine to a extremely strange and weird and stripped down and complicated puzzle yeah. game. Uh, like Charles, what, what do you know about Baba is You before I start abs- talking about this? Absolutely nothing. Okay, I, I find this is a really tough game to explain. I don't know if you've tried to tell anybody about it, Brian. I, yeah, I've tried, and this game, this game, like, just playing this game hurts my brain, so it's also very hard to talk yeah. about. I, um, I, I, I was playing it in the bed the other night, and Autumn was like, what are you playing? And I was like, it's a game called Baba is You. And she's like, oh, yeah, what do you do? And she, like, leaned over to watch it, and I was, like, showing her stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'm not, I don't <laughs> understand anything that you're doing or saying. Like, I'm, not, I'm out. And, like, just turned over and started reading her yeah, book I've, I've got a screenshot uh, on my phone from uh, the Dark Souls 2 thread on something awful from a long time ago. Uh, of someone uh-huh. like their wife like watching them play the game and just like asking them questions about it and i'm just picturing like that is exactly what anybody watching someone else play baba is you must feel like so the the core of the game it's it's a puzzle game you and think- ostensibly you have you pilot around a little a little yeah, lamb baba. a little sheep baba uh, and there's a there's a flag and if you get to the flag, you win, and there's obstacles in the way. But what, what begins to get a little weird is that uh, the rule set of each individual level can be changed. And you can change this with, like, pushing blocks mechanics. So, for example, you will see uh, a block that says Baba, you'll see a block that says Is, and you'll see a block that says You. And then maybe you have a block that has the word flag on yeah. it. So... Let's say that you are walking around as Baba, and you push this flag block underneath the one that says Baba, and then you push it up. So now that it says flag is you, well, then all of a sudden it changes the rules of the level, and you're moving the flag around instead of moving Baba. This also does stuff like the the rules that I've seen, I'm still pretty early, of like wall is stop. Uh, if you push the stop over, the walls don't stop you, so you can walk right through walls now. Um, I, I solved a level one time by making the wall is me, <laughs> wall uh-huh. is me, <laughs> and and just move the wall, to, uh, like every single wall in the level to the to yep. the flag, which was a really great moment. Um, this game is great, and they they the game is really weird. It's it's got a real stripped down. Um, I don't even know how to describe the graphics on it because it's all like squiggly lined, like rough representations of stuff. Uh, and pixel graphics, real simple. Yeah, but it kind of looks like like a third grader drew it also. Yeah. yeah, but like a like a really like a third grader, like a third grader art, with like, a, but like a third grader, <laughs> yeah, like a third grader that can do the same thing and look at make it look right. the same way over and over again. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's it's definitely a stylistic choice, and I think it's it it's there too, so that the game doesn't become overwhelming. But it's 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 a really weird puzzle game. They start doing some mind bending stuff with the logic, where you're like, wait a minute. Um, you know, wh- how does this work? Uh, one time I moved the Baba from the Baba is you statement and uh, I just instantly died because no, no, now nothing is me, which was a real existential crisis. <laughs> nothing in, is in me. Fairness, you didn't die. You can rewind from there and be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just, you, but, but you do like you yeah. stop and like the game dims and I'm like, oh wow, I just yep. killed myself by, you know, moving a because block. Because you were no longer, about you, you yeah, were nothing. It's, it's, I was nothing. Yeah, nothing I mean, is you. You is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is you. Uh, which should be the title of this podcast. By uh, way. That's yeah, pretty sure. good. <laughs> that. um, but yeah, like it's 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 really weird and mind bendy. I I I got to a point where I just could not progress and then put it down and then came back to it a little bit later. It was like, oh yeah, but like something clicked in my yeah, brain. Um, that that's something that like I am. So you guys both played uh, Portal, right? It. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. That, that is absolutely like I'm getting the same vibes from Baba as you that I got from Portal, where like you would just bang your head against a puzzle in Portal for so long and like not be able to figure it out and then put it down and like come back a couple hours later and be like, oh, this is obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's exactly that feeling. Or like the witness, right? I remember ranting yeah. about the yeah. witness on this podcast for quite some time. And it's it's definitely that like I don't get it, I don't get it. You are breaking the rules that you have taught me. Oh wait, no, I just didn't understand. Oh wait, no, the actually, I'm the idiot. <laughs> I would suggest picking it up. It's. I think it's really yes. fun. Uh, it was like ten or fifteen bucks or something. If you like puzzle games and like like stuff that's super weird and like to hurt your brain, it's a um, a very pleasant relaxer compared to Sekiro. In fact, a friend of the show Nikki is doing exactly the same thing. She was like, "I'm taking a break from this boss because I'm about to break my controller, so I'm just going to play Baba as yeah. you." <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. I've watched the trailer, and like one of the puzzles is, you know, water is defeat, and then you move defeat and put water is float so you can cross the water yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like mini programming uh yeah kind of yeah absolutely like look, programming logic i actually saw a tweet way. the other day and I, I don't know much about programming stuff but it was uh like they had set up some sort of automated <laughs> like machine inside the game to be able to like satisfying some like complex rule of programming of what is a computer or something and I was like Jesus Christ I don't have no <laughs> idea what I'm reading right now yeah strange yeah so that's uh, that's Baba is you that's that's my two games yeah besides uh, Sekiro that, that I have to talk about um, I don't have to say anything about Destiny y'all know what I have to say about Destiny <laughs> um, I just left it there because I knew you'd been playing yeah I mean you were right <laughs> Uh, there, there, there is like a really cool new strike that I will talk about at another time. I'm just not going to do that because everybody wants to hear us talk about Sekiro. So let's talk about Sekiro. We never established if we're going to get into spoilers or keep it like above board or what. Y'all tell me because, uh, like I mentioned in the green room, I'm I'm at the last level of the game. Uh, I'm at the final area. What, so. Why don't we keep it to um, like spoil? Keep it spoiler free for the second half of the game. That seems reasonable. I feel like I, I don't know where, like, there's definitely a moment in that game. Like, there's the Anne Orlando moment. Okay, so before that moment, um, then. But it, but it's, it's really, but there's like four bosses in front <laughs> okay. of that. But it's, it's, it's really weird because I did the Anne Orlando moment so late. I had literally, like, it'd be to put this in Dark Souls terms, it would be like getting to the Crystal Caves in Dark Souls One. But like Seath isn't there, and then I go and do the Orlando thing, and then I, I like teleport back, and I'm like, oh, now Seath is here. I can finish this. Like I did that, which was really strange. Like there, you can do just about everything in this game before you do the the big boss or, or the big the first big shot sure. boss. So is, is that um, Captain Rooftop you're talking about, or yep, mm-hmm. which for a lot of people I think that's like their fourth or fifth boss, but for me, I like I went in that boss. I went in there way late. Yeah, he was. My, I did LB, the horseman, and that is I, I feel my like third it, boss. I feel like we could probably talk about the bosses in the first two areas. Like okay. I feel like everybody who's played the game will will have at least seen those those kind of things and seen those, like the three the the three or four mini bosses from that area. I think are, are probably a fair game, and that'll give us plenty of room to talk about the the prosthetic yeah, tools and the way the game yep. works and things like that without necessarily ruining stuff. That's fair. Um, so up to this, maybe up to the castle, the start of the castle. Okay, that works for me. Um, Who wants anyway, to start? Wh- 
what, why don't we start with how we feel like our basic overriding feeling of the game brian <laughs> <laughs> let's get the poison out i'm i'm not sekiro's biggest fan guys i i don't know like something about like i don't everyone keeps telling me that once you push past the opening difficulty like it's much smoother sailing but like i don't know like I just keep beating my head against this guy and I, the fucking the snow hunter and like i got the makiri counter and i like i tried doing that to him but even with doing that like just didn't feel like i was doing much and i don't know like i something about the way this game this game's combat works like frustrates me so much more than anything in the souls games uh like this is the most frustrated i've been with a video game since rom the first time i fought rom uh and i don't remember if i talked about that on a podcast but i was legendarily frustrated with rom it's it's interesting like this i think this is the big problem or this is the big uh point of contention around this game is that it's not only is it something completely different from the previous from software games like even going far, as far back as you want to like it's it's got some tenshu love in there but like tenshu didn't have its it's this kind of dedication to to combat and to the amount of like the level of timing and things that you need to to progress um it's it's something completely new uh people are i think are trying to approach it i know i tried to approach it like a souls game and like had a moment where Oh wait! I don't have a stamina bar. Why am I backing off to let my stamina refill? Like that's just my like that's just my brain not working at this game correctly. <laughs> and then, you know, realizing that they they want you to get up in every single enemy's face and be aggressive and things like that is is it. I think that's a really hard adjustment. And then the game feels tuned to be particularly punishing in, in the opening areas, like the the ogre in, in uh, Ashina Village is like if they if you get it grabbed like that's like 90 percent of your health and you have one heal uh, or maybe two heals if you've looked around a little bit uh and that's really frustrating to even though there's a bonfire right there like it's still like i gotta kill these two guys and i gotta go kill the spear guy and then okay let's fight this ogre and you may or may not get it and it's like it, I, I fought that dude probably 25 times because <laughs> i just could not figure out anything that i was doing wrong like my brain just hadn't adapted to the game yet and then it's harsh to have that there but it is in some absolutely. ways it's good because it's kind of like if you can't do this then what's the point of playing continue <laughs> anyway but i would i would actually argue against that because i think the the first boss you run into in harada which is shortly after the one that um brian is, is stuck on i feel like that boss is just played out fucking mean like it's it's a it's a it's a it's a dude with a lot of really delayed combo attacks that is surrounded by like six guys and like you're like you have to clear out those six guys every time like there's no way that you can like just go through there especially with the that early in the game like it's just it's a really difficult fight and you can do some crazy shit you can go in there and like stealth kill him and then run away let the dude rest and get like one stealth kill on him and all that other stuff like you can do things like that but i think it's a really rough starting lesson i think think the game definitely needs to be tuned down that that's the 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 samurai right just after the 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 i call him drunk jay because i identify greatly with drunk jay (laughs) Oh, you mean in the dream? Oh, yeah. Uh, Maybe you guys can tell me something. Um, So for that Shinobi Hunter fight, like, he he has, like, six guys Mm -hmm. hanging out around him, right? Um, Is there something I'm missing about doing stealth kills? Like, Like, I'll be, like, crouching in the grass and wait for a guy to get close to me. Like, I'll throw some ceramic at him or whatever and bring it and lure him close to me. 
and then stealth kill him. But when I stealth kill him, I stand up, and then suddenly everybody sees me. So like, what the? Pretty what's, much, you only have what am I missing? Like one stealth kill in you if there's if enemies are facing you. And uh, I I have literally I'm probably forty hours in this game. I don't I think I used one ceramic whatever one time, and I'm like, fuck this, this is stupid. I don't know why 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 you would ever do this. Um, yeah, the pebbles from so, Bloodborne, pointless. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and. So, I use the pebbles oh, in Bloodborne all the time. <laughs> so strange. Okay, um, it's just like you can well, pull that's guys what out of groups real easy with them. Pull people, but you got Shuriken that could, that does that as well. And sure. that's and you know I that particular encounter, um, you know I, you you can z- grapple up to the tree on the left. You can go over to the right. You can knock out those two dudes pretty quick. And then the, there's a gunner that's kind of on the other side of the of the Shinobi hunter. And you can just like very quickly kill him. Like if you just hit him three times, you'll, you'll be able to get your death blow. And then it's just you and the, and the hunter. And then you can just do it one v one. Unless there was a guy I was I was missing, but no, that's sure. I mean that that's it. There are levels and there are encounters set up so that you can stealth multiple times. Uh, but you can definitely like you'll get to a place and you'll look at it like I can definitely see the path that I'm supposed to do this in. Um, and, and, I, and also remember, you are a shinobi. You this the game is designed, I believe, for you to completely bypass areas and leave the enemies alone oh like, yeah I, there's 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 been definitely times where i've oh look there's two of those asshole guys that are no fun to fight oh look i can just walk around the roof and i don't have to fight them at all later guys <laughs> if, <laughs> I, I will say that one of the more gratifying early moments that i found in this game was finding the like the fire cannon tool and then suddenly those guys with the shields but right before the shinobi yeah. hunter were mm-hmm. no problem because like instead of having to run away from them, I just burn their shields. Did you get the axe cool. as well? <laughs> yeah, because the axe uh, also Yes, I have the axe. Destroys yeah, yeah, the also not their I didn't even try the fire, the to be honest with you, so that's really okay. cool. Uh, I, I just did the axe, and it's really satisfying to hit him with the axe and then just immediately do the death blow, because... Oh man, um, one of the greatest yeah. things about this game is the level of animation and like the the amount of... Like it's 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 hitbox porn the game right like you can do some crazy stuff like stuff, like swords are going over your head as you're do- dodging out of the way and things like that and it's just really satisfying. All of the death blow animations are just so fucking sick. Like they're just so good. I give no fucks about any of the setting whatsoever. And like I was telling Chris the other night, like I am the shinobi now. <laughs> like I've never been this way in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I remember us. I remember us talking about this game before it came out, and you're like, I don't know, man. I just don't. I'm not really that excited about feudal yeah, Japan I, shinobi and I wasn't, and I am ninja f- stuff. And 150 like, yeah, percent, like regretting that I didn't get the CE. Right? Like, <laughs> I want the fuck fucking yeah, statue now. Like, that's where I'm at in my life. Hey, bro, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a. Oh, no, 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 I'm right. Hey, Brian. <laughs> that's actually. We're I gonna pro- start I this nega- negotiation. How many lumps do you want? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need, like, two bags of lumps, probably. <laughs> I Man, mean, if you want to give me more. Negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about Bloody it off the air. air. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I'm all in for the setting. I, I'm all in about Japan. Like, I love the, the feudal Japan. I love the history. I love the lore and the and the yokai and, and, and all this stuff. Like, a lot of it's based on legend um, and, and myth and stories. And uh, yeah, this is all me. I love this stuff. I um like the thing that Brian mentioned where I was kind of concerned about this. They early on in the in the trailers, they they showed like this this weird like snake 
thing and so i was like okay well they're doing like feudal japan and obviously there's going to be some cool like mythological stuff um it's not like a long time in the game before you start encountering that but it's it's fairly far before it starts getting super super weird and uh once things start getting weird they fucking stay weird and i am here for all of it uh there's (laughs) there's things that i have done in this game and things that i have fought and killed that just like boggle the, the the explanation. Like we were talking about a boss, uh, you and I, Charles, before we started recording, and like who knew that that kind of thing was even in the game? <laughs> like that's a crazy thing to have in a Shinobi game, and I, I just like it just it just boggles my mind. And Brian, like I like that spear dude. I I, I feel bad because uh, I actually I, I've been hanging out within a bunch of different chats talking about Sekiro uh, in various places and. I see people complaining about that dude all the time and I had to look him up to see who he was because I literally just thought he was a mob. Like, Oh, I, I, like I, I didn't even, I don't even think I, I, I even clocked that he had a pip, right? Like it was just like, Oh, I'm just going to minky counter you yeah. over and over until you're dead. Like, this is the thing that I do to you. And like, now you're dead. Right. I d- didn't even remember that he was a guy. <laughs> so which one's the, is he the one that's just past right. the shield guys in the dream? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the guy in the white, yeah, before the uh, before the bridge where you're going into uh, that 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 like burning section almost. Yeah, well, see, I had a hard time with him too. Like, I found him a real pain. I did kind of like that there was the two paths. Like, you could switch between the past and the and the main mainline game because that is all side quest stuff. Effectively, I found. Yeah, the the memory is all uh, sure. essentially side quest stuff. I mean, you. You want to do it because you get cool loot out of it. Uh, and I like that there's the concept that you're playing through a memory is really neat to me. Like, that's just yes. really kind of interesting. Um, and it's a fun, like, storytelling mechanic in some ways. I, but, uh, and I think the game definitely wants you to swap between the two because, yes. yep. like, that, that you get the fire thing, I think, in uh, Harada, which is the memory. But you really want to use the fire you fire thing yeah, against uh, the the um Chained. the ogre because yep. he 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 once you light him on fire like you can get a bunch of free hits and he stops recovering posture so fast so like there's they want you to ba- bounce back and forth but the issue that I see people complaining about is that what will eventually happen is you'll get frustrated at the ogre you'll get frustrated at Junk J or uh, the lady behind him and then you're just stuck in between two or three bosses. And and that's not a fun situation to be in, but like it's the same thing that I remember from the Undead Burg. I spent six hours trying to beat the Taurus Demon because I was a scrub. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. well, I, think uh, it's, I think it's part of it. We forget how much we beat our heads against Dark Souls, but we look back and we think Dark Souls is easy now um, because we were better at it. So I, I don't know. There's some some of it's rose tinted glasses, I believe. Um, yeah, and, and I definitely feel like. I, at some point, I'm sure this game will click for me. I just, like, I don't know, like, I just get so frustrated with it, and I just put it down and don't go back to it yeah, for, like, enough. a day it's, or it's two. Not for everybody. And I just... So, well, so one thing I saw people saying is how it felt. They felt like it was... Um, and they did it. They ended up saying that they got into the game eventually, but they were frustrated and said that... They found it hard that the game was forcing the parry strat or strategy. Um, well... Mm-hmm. It, this is not it's not a strategy it is the gameplay like it's uh it's not like dark souls yeah. where you could be a role <laughs> strategy or you could be a tank strategy or you could be a, a a caster strategy this is you are the shinobi um and there are there are the tools you can use to get around obstacles in different ways but in all reality it is parry is the strategy 
but you yeah. know the game the game i think the, the game does itself a disservice uh because they they teach you very quickly like you want to deflect everything like hit time your l1s to the moment that the enemy attacks you you'll deflect them that builds up their posture bar once their posture bar gets to a certain point you can do a death blow some enemies that that happens very quickly on some enemies uh that that takes a while some enemies you have to actually perform multiple death blows on like those are the, the mini bosses that you'll encounter um, what the game doesn't really tell you is two very important things. Number one, you can just hold the block button and you'll just get, you just block everything. You don't take chip damage. If your posture is broken, you're stagger a little bit, but in my experience, very few enemies will actually take advantage of that. And you can do that while you learn the timing of people's combos. So you don't actually have to go into a fight thinking like I have to be frame parry perfect on every single, this, this brand new encounter, hold L1 like learn those combos, learn that one, two, three, delay four, five kind of combo, and then try to start parrying it or deflecting it. And then number two, they don't tell you that your posture recovers while you were blocking, while you're holding your sword up. Uh, it <laughs> does exact. It does tell you at some point there is a there is a. Problem. It does. I, I, I missed that, and I was like, that's so opposite of everything that I have ingrained with me about stamina with Dark Souls, where it recovers slower if you're if you're blocking. Like that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like how does this work? So that's I, did, I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, it, it is mentioned, and yeah, I remember thinking, oh, okay, it's interesting, but because we're dumb, got dumb monkey brains, I tend well, I got dumb monkey brain. I tend to fall back in times of panic to obviously Dark Souls and Bloodborne controls, and I'm pushing. I push. I'm perfectly fine most of the time. You get in a sticky situation, and then you just turn to like and start pushing the wrong buttons. I'm constantly pushing triangle to try and heal. And uh, <laughs> hey, 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 dude, let me let me show you. Let me let me teach you the way. Change the control so you use triangle to heal. It works so much better. It's so much better. Like because I I kept fumbling. I literally spent most of the game without anything on my equip menu because going to the D pad to go left and right and then trying to hit up to heal, I would constantly be switching to other items. Switching um up to be the changing your shinobi tool and and triangle to heal like makes so much more sense in my hands. So definitely, and you can just go. Ch- it's, it's like yeah, no, I can't believe I'm today. saying this. It's a console game, and you can change any control, any can, all of your controller buttons that you want to. It's so great. Yeah, I've thought about it. I've that, thought that about it, alarming. but then I, I it's got, worth it. I already got too far into it, so now I'm fine. But I do find, like, with the shield, like holding my sword up, I will often forget to hold it up because I'll, I'll drop, I'll let go, and back off. And it's like, well, I, I you know, that's Dark Souls. I got to hold it to to bring down my my posture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love the, the fighting mechanic. It fits perfectly with the style of combat that it's based on. Mm-hmm. These are deadly swords, and it was. Most fights with Katana were over in a couple of stri- strikes. Um, and so it fits perfectly to that style where it's do or die. And it, uh, to me, that fits perfectly with the fact that you can die so easily and that hit points aren't the main factor in this game. It's, it's posture, and I, I find that quite interesting. It did throw me off. There is a boss I went later on that was a hit point boss, but I'd learned to play posture, <laughs> and yeah. so that that was that, that took me. A, it was a mind bender. I had to kind of get my head around dealing with that boss differently. And I, I find I learn bad habits with certain enemies and areas. Like it's it's a areas based on being aggressive, but the next area you've got to be patient and take your time, and you learn, do learn bad habits. But the I don't know. I have this weird relationship with the game. Like, it's 
it's a love-hate relationship. I love it to bits, but then I'll get really angry and frustrated. But then you beat it, and it's like you forgive it. <laughs> um. Yeah, it, it, it is definitely that. Like, you know, every single boss attempt besides um, a handful of mini bosses and um, like one notable weird boss has taken me multiple attempts, like sometimes 10, 15 plus. And, but it's always been that thing where as soon as the guy hits me, I'm like, oh, well, they showed me that he was about to do an unblockable move and I've misread the attack. I misread it. I thought you were going to do a, a thrust and you did a sweep and now I'm like halfway across the, across the arena and like half my health is gone because it's a super powerful move and I should have been able to read that quicker. Like it's been my fault. Um, and there's definitely that thing where you get to some bosses um, at the end of the level that you're in right now, Vader, just to give you a hint because it took me a little while to pick up on this, it's impossible to build posture damage on him excuse me, on her until you, you whittle down their vitality a lot. So yep. she has a really obvious thrust attack that you just naturally want to do the minky counter on, but you don't really shouldn't do that. You should just dodge out of the way and get your two or three free hits until you get her down to about three quarter, 50% health, and then start trying to get to your posture damage so that you can get the, the death blow and like doing, figuring out that, figuring out the skills that will do posture damage at the right time. Like there's some real interesting things that you can do there. I it's, would, just, it's just fine. Yeah, I would say that the there's the three unblockable attacks. The grab is the worst out of the three. There's a lot of bad... Um, what I feel are unfair grabs with the grab attack unblockables. Oh, boy. You, you, oh, wait, actually, you have. I was about to say, you, you haven't seen the, the one boss that's really bad about it, but actually you have. Um, but the ogre with that is, is extremely bad to read. Like, he does that grab attack, and he, like, lunges across the fucking stairs, and then grabs you, and then you're just, like, 90% of your health is gone. Like, yay, good job, yeah. guys. Like, either tune that damage down or, or make those grab attacks much more avoidable. It took me forever to remember just to jump and kind of jump backwards out of the way of that stuff. And Which it, is interesting, because you're taught that there are three ways to defend against the three blockable and it's parry for thrust um jump for sweep and dodge for grab but jumping is the way i deal with any grab attack it always works yeah whereas dodge never does there must be a timing that i'm missing and you there must be an iframe that you can go through most of them but it's just too hard to work it out yeah. just um, jumping back is easy and usually you can you can close right back in and get some free hits after they're yeah. you know they're, they're recovering from the grab uh i'd I, I'm, I'm like you, Charles. I have totally clicked with the combat. Like, it took me a long time, but now, like, every single encounter or fight, I love being able to stealth through and then sneakily kill everything uh, in a level, and then I get to a boss fight, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm I'm going to sit down on the couch, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to learn this boss. And by the end of it, you do cool stuff. Like, the, the boss on the rooftop, I completely aced the first two phases, and it was a three-phase boss fight, and it's I, I completely aced it. I didn't even take a single hit. Because I I had done it enough, and then also got to the skill level where I could predict what he was doing well enough. And then of course, phase three comes in, and it's like, oh, I've never seen this before. Thanks, guys. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but you get to be you get that skill level, right? Like the game teaches you how to play it, and it's and it's just a tremendous amount of fun. It's so satisfying getting this stuff done. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's an evolution. I know you've talked heavily on it. The concept of having Bloodborne should have been an action game and taken away the the leveling and stats. Mm-hmm. this is to me that that's an evolution of that concept it's moving bloodborne moved further away from the spreadsheet stats of, of dark souls it was simplified and this is a step that way and and it is more about how you react to situations absolutely uh, yeah I, and, I like the way that it handles 
health and and stats and and I mean there's there's only two stats like there's vitality and posture which is one number <laughs> and then there's attack power which is one number and you can only increase those by finding things or defeating enemies like that that's it I and love that get... it's it's an exploration based leveling system yeah. I love mm-hmm. that it's so good like if you find um like I mentioned I spent a lot of time going to the ends of various paths before I got to the Adorlano moment um you find for the people at home, you find four beads and that turns into a necklace and then you could trade the necklace in for extra vitality and posture. By the time I fought uh, roof boy, I had like eight necklaces. <laughs> like that is ridiculous. Oh, holy crap. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at videos online and like everybody has like a, a quarter of the health bar that I did. And I'm like, well, no wonder I had such an easy time with this boss. I could survive the hits. <laughs> I think I had three. Um, yeah. Four. I mean, it's, it's, it's you can get a lot before you go into that fight, which is really cool. Like I, I like doing that stuff. There's a there's one particular thing that I read about on Twitter just recently. There's a a boss fight. There's an area that I went through um, before killing a different thing, and because I got there early, I completely missed a boss fight that would have gated my progress. And I, I just, I, like, there's cool stuff like that to find cool. and explore. And, like, I'm getting stuff early, and I'm, like, looking it up, and I'm, like, it's saying that it's in a totally different place because I got there, like, super early. And I'm, like, this is so cool. Is this that, is great. Not to try, and, to try and avoid spoilers, but is that, like, down by uh, a damp area with some shooty people? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about after the, after the podcast, don't worry. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm glad Brian laughed. I was worried Brian had left the podcast during this conversation. <laughs> I just don't have any input. I'm sorry. It's all good. I had a lot more to say, but there's just I'm just trying to think what like what we should cover. I I had no trouble with Lady B. Um, Lady, I guess we could say because we cut Sid would cover up at all. That point. Yeah, Lady Butterfly. I think is the is the first fight that you're going to. I, I mean, it's one of two, right? Like because the guy behind the ogre is also like a, a pretty intense parry battle, but like late lady butterfly feels like the first from software fight and learning her parry timing and learning how to deflect her, her stuff properly learning that you, she's about to do a sweep and you should jump up and do a jump kick to it, to, to punish that. Like all of that stuff like takes practice and then, you know, phase two comes along and then there's a bunch of magic bullshit that you have to contend with, which uh, I know set Cliff's hair on fire. Like he was, he was complaining a lot about that. Did, did um, you it's snap, doable. Snap it just, or? it just, yeah, you can, you can use that to like dispel illusions. I never even did that. Like the the fight that I, I won, I just kind of ignored them. And then if they got in my way, I, I you know they were just a one hit kill. So I just I, you know by that point I was so up in her grill, attacking her constantly that like I would she tried to summon them one time and I staggered her out of it. Like that kind of stuff. Like I didn't I didn't really feel like I needed to to, to worry about it. So yeah, it's, it's but it's so satisfying when like someone's hitting you eighteen times and it's not like. Dark Souls Three, where you're just, all you can do is block, and you just see your stamina bar run out, and then he hits you twice, and you're dead. Like you're constantly deflecting, and that's building up their posture meter, and you feel like a fucking like sh- you feel like a shinobi. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. Death blows are the mechanic of the game, and that's it's just so it's very visceral. It's so well done because that's Dark Souls from Soft have always done the combat well. It feels like you're swinging that sword, and it, it this is yeah next level. That's great. I, I didn't have any trouble with her. I went in. I left her reasonably late. Nah, I'd already gone through um, the side path down to a Simpo Temple, um, and then I came back. And I went in once. I forgot to talk to the dead guy, 
not dead guy, dying guy outside the front door of her, her, her um, boss room, which tells you and gives you one of the snap peas. What are they called? And so I didn't know about that. So I went in just to test. You know, you always go and test the boss, see what they do. Got through the first phase, and then the little ghost men killed me. And then the second time I went in, I just destroyed her. It was no, once I knew because I talked to the, the the dying samurai and snap peas made it easy. Second, first, second time. But yeah, you're right. She was a good good fight to test your skills. Yeah, it's it was it's a lot of fun. I think the um, the the setting and everything is really working for me in ways that I was I was really surprised about. Um, as somebody who is not like into this particular aesthetic very much, um, not like is like out there hating on it or anything. Like I'm not that dude, but like it's just something that oh, okay, yeah. Uh, this this is most related to me in uh, Wolverine comics, and I'm like, oh great, now I have to put up with Wolverine in Japan for like 15 issues of this bullshit. Like that's that's where, <laughs> <laughs> but um, everything about that is working for me. the The story is, I think, a little bit more basic than we're used to from from software, but I kind of like that. Like this feels more like a uh, like a like a Shinobi movie almost. Like I'm not necessarily questioning who is doing what or anything like that. Like I don't. I have a pretty good handle of the story. Like there's definitely gonna be some stuff that people find out of, you know, there's some, there's some cool lore that you find out at the end of lady butterfly, for instance, that I think is really interesting. Like there's stuff that people are going to find. Um, but it's all relatively straightforward and kind of like a, like a weird B movie kind of way. And I'm not saying that as an insult. Like, I'm just saying like, as like, like, okay, yeah, this is wacky and great. And I, I that's sure. Let's do that. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. It's just, I'm enjoying it. It's fun. <laughs> it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, play with your tools. Uh, if you get, the more tools you get, the cooler the cooler it is. I, I've done. I solved a a relatively weird. I just realized I said play with your tools, and Brian Wade didn't say anything. <laughs> Come on, guys, play with your tools, everybody. Uh, second candidate type. for episode title, if I, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, I solved a really weird. Uh, encounter with a, a tool that I, I could never figure out a use for and i just tried it and it worked I and mean, then uh, i mentioned it online and people were like holy shit i did this whole other complicated thing that sounds so much easier and i was like hell yeah cool nice i have to talk to you about that afterwards um there's i really like that uh, abilities uh, like you know finger quote keys in this game like you'll get an ability at some point or a special thing or a tool in, in, in some cases, like one of the prosthetic tools, and that will actually be a key to do something or progress yourself. But it's mm -hmm. not necessarily that obvious. Like you just got to work it out. And it's just, it's instead of just giving you like, oh, this is, there's doors blocking your path. There are like more creative ways of, of blocking progression, which I think is fascinating. They do um, some really interesting stuff with abilities and um, quests in the game that I'm a real big fan of. Uh, that it's, it's like, it's something that you would that when someone tells you about it, you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." Like that—that's what happened. But the game gives you enough clues to be able to have you put it together. Like, what if I tried doing this? And then mm -hmm. when it works, you're like, "Holy shit! I can't believe this worked!" And it feels so so good. Mm -hmm. Wait, do you want to talk about the horse boss? Like, what do you think of him? Yeah. So, um, Gayuba, Gayoba. I don't remember his name. Yeah, neither. Did anybody remember? There was a the PlayStation UK had a really funny tweet recently, and I'm gonna put you did okay, good. Yeah, Guyobu. <laughs> the the ASCII tweet with just the horse. Yeah, did, did you see it? that, Charles? Nah. 
I'm gonna. I'll uh, I'll pull it up while, you, okay. while you're talking. Um. Oh, I've I've got it right here. I'll just. Oh no. I've got it right here. I can I can just put it in there. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know if you noticed their follow tweet. Uh, asterisk horse not to scale. <laughs> um, it's uh that fight is is one that they they had showed off pretty early on. I think, and uh, my only and this is kind of a complaint about most of the boss fights in general is that I was really expecting this game to be, have a focus on boss battles with uh, grappling hook mechanics. And uh, it's been far more into the the deflect combat scenarios, which is cool. But this is one of the few where like you actually get to use your grappling hook, and it's kind of fun. Did you use the firecrackers? No, I did not. I didn't. I didn't have them at this point. I uh, I couldn't afford them, so I didn't buy them. So I just didn't even think about it. I did for the boss after him, um, I but did. I didn't for this fight. Um, well, that's the thing. I I missed the merchant up on the little plateau, so mm-hmm. I couldn't even buy them before this boss. No, it, I don't think you need them. I think it's actually a reasonably fair boss. Like it takes a few attempts to learn his the timing because he does delayed swings. But I think it was a really fun boss. Like just the the space you get to cover. It's one of the bigger boss arenas that I can think of in the Souls game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's probably the biggest I would think. Like I don't remember ever. Like it's probably twice. The, it feels like twice the side of Calamite's fight, right? Like it's it's that huge. Uh, Calamite's pretty big, but I guess you kind of stay the boss. The, the it, Calamite's way bigger. <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, I mean, Calamite is a bigger boss, but I'm saying yeah. the arena is is, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it feels feels way bigger than that. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, can't remember, but yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Um, the terrain was a little annoying at times. There's a few walls that you can jump into when you think you're in open space, but I think it was a quite a fun fight to be able to stand up to such a big dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I will say because I didn't realize this until later that you should definitely be looking around for uh, um, illusory walls, which are not really illusory walls, but they're definitely hidden walls. So make sure you're looking for that. Uh, yeah, there's. Um, I found two in main places. Cool. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. I just, I just, I don't, I don't really know what to say about this game. I, I, I like it a whole lot. Uh, I think that there's the opening levels are extremely too difficult. And uh, I think that's a lot of people are going to start this and just completely bounce off of it. I think that if they get through to the horse boss, to this, to this boss that we're talking about, I think that that's the moment in the game for most people that uh, a, the combat will have clicked by then. Like you'll be, you'll feel pretty comfortable with what you're doing. And then the game opens up to a point where you have so many different areas to explore and so many different things to do that you could conceivably go kill like 20 something mini bosses and then get stronger every time you do it. And then, of course, uh, obviously, like having more health and vitality, having more swigs of your of your of your of your drink. I don't remember what it's called, the gourd or whatever. Gourd. Uh, yep. But having more having more drink so you can heal yourself, it helps you out quite a bit. And like, it's just going to make that game be smoother. Like, it definitely there's a real hard wall, and then if you can get over the wall, the game smooths out. And then every time that the difficulty has spiked up, with is there's almost always been a boss fight. And it's been like me learning the mechanics of the boss fight and then almost acing it by the end and feeling like a badass. And that's exactly what we did with Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I forget that because uh, maybe I don't have as much time as I used to have. And so I want to get through it quicker. Um, and so that's, that's, that's on me. But it is. It's just it's frustrating. But then just this elation, that, that, that feeling. Um, I, I'm feeling I'm, I have Soulsitis again. 
that this is all I want to play. 100%. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why I agreed to do this podcast, because this is one of the few times that I would have had time to play. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I'm really enjoying talking about it. Like, I've, I'm chatting with, like, three, four different people about about different parts of the game and, and the crazy things you see and yeah, what you're finding. Yeah, same. Um, the um, the duck feed slack has a has a spoiler open zone um, that is is pretty busy. Uh, that we put I put a spoiler channel in the Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord, and um, there's plenty of stuff. I, I actually like the Don't Give Up Skeleton channel because everyone's being really really respectable using spoiler tags with stuff. So like you can go in there and like have a conversation, and people won't you won't get the last boss name ruined for you or anything. Mm. Um, but it's you know having those conversations with people like having dms with with various people like i i dm cliff and i was like tell me your frustrations cliff i know you have them what's what's going on <laughs> let, me, let me help let me let me help you and uh, we we all we all saw yes this. absolutely um and i think that there's some you know that that's a, we, we talked about it a little bit at first but i think this is going to be the the big the big sticking point with this game is like there are times that it's super difficult and you know, there's already like think pieces about why there should be an easy mood, easy mode, and there's think pieces about why there shouldn't be. And I'm like, well, you know, there's a a weird conversation to have between a game developer sending out to make a game, a game developer that probably should be held to a higher standard in terms of accessibility and allowing people with you know stress injuries to be able to play their video game, or you know, like one-handed gamers to be able to play a, a game with a certain controller, or wh- whatever it is, right? Like, there's an argument to be made that everybody should be strive to make their games as accessible as possible, and there's an argument to be made for letting a studio, you know, build their vision of what a video game is. And uh, like, I don't, I don't really know where I fall with that in Sekiro. I, I wish, I wish the opening tutorial bosses weren't quite so punishing. Uh, I wish they kind of were a little bit more pushover e, or at least they could. Um, give you some more like healing items and a little bit more health right there at the beginning. So people that looked around could actually maybe survive a little bit longer. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know where I'm at and it's, it's a really difficult thing for me to even think about. Like where, where are you guys at on this, on this conversation about Sekiro's difficulty right now? I mean, I don't know. I think this game is really hard, but I also like feel like it's just something that I have to keep beating my head against until I understand it. Because, like, like you said earlier, like this is just—I I feel like a lot of the people, including me, uh, a lot of a lot of people that have a lot of problems with the difficulty. Like, I feel like a lot of what they're feeling are, oh, hey, my my soul skills aren't really transferring yeah. over here. Um, you have to approach the game on its terms and like i don't know like at at the end of the day like if there was an easy mode in this game sure like put an easy mode in the game that's fine i wouldn't i wouldn't use it i'm too much of an arrogant asshole to do that uh (laughs) but i would i i don't have any problem with one being available to people that would like one it's and it's really difficult to like i don't want to be the guy that says um this game shouldn't have an easy mode. Like that's a ridiculous thing to say for us to say to somebody, right? Like, I don't, I don't think that this game should be accessible to more people. Like that's a dumb thing to say. Like, I don't want to be that person, but at the same time, like, I mean, actually, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy. Is that the, is that the, that's the super hard, like fast game, right? I don't, I want to be, the, be guy. the guy. Like, is, has anybody ever asked for an easy mode on that game? Like, is it just because it's from software and they're known for difficult games that people don't take these like ultra hard? Has anybody asked for an easy mode in Super Meat Boy? You know what I'm saying? 
No, yeah, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, I'm, and I'm not saying that those games shouldn't be more accessible. Like, I don't. But I'm saying that like there's a certain point where, as a game developer, they're making the game that they want to make, and I think everybody should strive to be more accessible. I think every video game should have an option to scale text size. I think it should all have subtitles. I think you should have a colorblind mode. I think all of those things are important. Uh, but there's a there's a conversation about difficulty and like, you know, you don't see these conversations around fighting games. Like you don't see these these this conversation around high level DDR play, right? Like no one like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I I, and I know sure. that there's, and you know maybe you do, and it's just we are not as ingrained possibly, in those yeah. And maybe so, there's know? there you know, hey, I don't have to I don't have to be. Um, I don't have to have seven zillion clicks per second in order to enjoy a Tekken three game with my with my bud. Like, there's also that conversation to be had. But right. like, there's a, a, a an idea of high level play with that stuff that maybe I'm not thinking about. But I don't know, man. Like, I, I every single From Software game that has ever been made <clears throat> since Demon Souls has had a a healthy film of bullshit at the top, right? Like every single one, like. The first time that you ever got the plague in Demon Souls, you were like, "Fuck this game forever! I'm never playing it again." And then when you talk about Demon Souls now, no, nobody ever mentions that because that's such a small part of the game, and everything else is so good. I, so, I, uh, well, I yeah, same, same with Blood, Bloodborne. More recent example with um, what was it called? With the the guys who just killed you without you, you know, any of them. Frenzy, the, frenzy. Mm-hmm. The Winter Lanterns, but yeah, the Winter the mechanics. It's been too long, mm-hmm. but. Everyone hated that, but now Bloodborne's just talked, and there's only positive things about Bloodborne. I guess it's because the people who love it so much are the only ones talking about it. But, um, but yeah, there is, as you say, there is there is that stuff in all the games, and but there are tools given to you to deal with those things. Like the boss that I told told you I beat yesterday had had that terror terror in this game, and it. I was like, this is rubbish. I can't deal with it. But then I learned how to deal with it, and then I beat him. I beat him just barely. <laughs> and I had to drop into my menu and eat one of the, the magical grasses to, to, to make yeah. sure it was I could survive. <laughs> the boss I beat, I beat just now, right before we recorded, I, I, I did that same thing of like, uh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm very close to getting that death blow, and I have no heals left. Like, let me, let me just pause and try to get this one divine blessing and hopefully get it. I probably beat like three bosses that way which feels pretty good like the game it's the first time that i've allowed myself to like use a bunch of the items or try to use a bunch of the items and it actually feels pretty good doing that so now i don't have like 18 divine blessings that i will never use in my, in my bottomless box a la dark souls one yeah well and there's been i have my brother actually talked about it with me about how it makes it a little easier that you can pause the game now it, it, it's actually a lot easier. Like, I like the fact that you can pause the game. You can change your Shinobi tools in the middle of a fight with no negative repercussion, uh, which is which is really helpful. So, like, you're at a new boss fight and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to use this thing." Oh, that thing didn't work at all. Like, okay, let's let's cycle out for different three tools and see if I can use something like that, something different. Um, but I also like the fact that if you go into your inventory and you use an item, the game like unpauses and your character does the animation of using the item. So it's not like you can just go into the thing and then <clears throat> heal up without being punished for it. Yeah, it's not like eating 10,000 apples in Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like you got, you're not just pausing it and like and like healing yourself up all of a sudden and then unpausing it and you're like, "Wait a minute, what just happened there?" But like it's I I kind of feel like that's a good balance and yes. everyone in their I think every soul's dad in the world has always wanted a pause button in these games so that, you know, when they're playing video games, like 
everybody has to pause for something every once in a while. So like having that ability to do that, I think is really good. Yep. Um, and well, yeah, last night there was the two phase boss I was fighting and I just finished the first phase and I, I'd been bouncing my head against the boss for a little while. And, and my wife came in and from home from being out. And so I just could pause it, talk to her and say, okay, look, give me a few minutes. I'll finish this off and we'll go get some dinner. I couldn't do that with souls and I probably would have died. <laughs> yep. uh, um, whereas this, I was glad I could pause and I actually ended up winning that, that fight, taking the break probably actually helped because that's my biggest complaint with the bosses. They are a slog of stamina, like physical human stamina, not in game stamina <laughs> because to, that, that level of concentration you have to keep for five, 10 minutes is it's intense. That's very yeah. hard. Um, I also think that your brain, um, over exaggerates that amount of time because i've gone back and oh, like yeah, maybe <laughs> had, had a really like had, you know i finished a boss fight and i was like i have been doing this for 87 years and like realized oh no no that was like three and a half minutes but it was three and a half minutes of the most concentrated on anything i've ever been in my entire life like it just yeah. your your whole your, your mind is zoomed in and you're trying to react as fast as you can and there's all these different factors that you're trying to keep in your head and like oh yeah don't forget to use your tools so that you could do more posture damage all this stuff like it's it's a really intense fight although i have heard from members of our community that have that are, are known for doing challenge runs hi nick if you're listening uh that like there's that like, he had an 11 minute boss fight in this thing and he was like it's the hardest thing i've ever done in a souls game <laughs> so <laughs> look forward to that everybody i haven't gotten there yet i don't think so yeah the, and that's that would be my biggest complaint is some of the bosses are a little bit of a slog but you do get better at them. Um, and again, you've got tools to deal with it. Um, plenty of tools. The tool tree. What do you think about the skill tree? It's, it's, uh, I, I guess we are talking about this. So I, 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 number one, I think it's very, very cool that you can, uh, I thought it was just going to be a skill tree. Uh, there are, you, you get like several of them pretty early on, which I think is pretty cool. And there's other ones that are hidden behind NPC quests and things like that, which I find very, very cool and interesting. Like, I think that's going to change the way that future playthroughs that I do uh, are, are done. I very much dislike, and has this ever been a thing that you hide the skills in the skill tree before until you get the item that's before it? Because that seems like so fucking backwards of what a skill tree is to me. Um, I think there no. have been games no. that have done, no. done it. But... <laughs> I know what you mean. It is a little frustrating. And it's weird. Some of them do appear and some don't. Have you noticed they that? Only, they only appear when you get the one level before it. So like now, see, you... I've, got, I've got some where I can see the final one, whereas I, I haven't got anywhere near that. Oh, maybe it's maybe it's because the way the lines are done, where like if you get a requirement of the, the final one... It like could be a weird thing like that. But I, yeah. I do feel like there's some way to... I don't know, that some have been revealed that for some reason i don't know it is it is a bit odd um like there's i just i don't want to put points in a tree that if i, if I don't know like the final outcome and then they 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 really seem set up like to make you guess at some things and i uh, i don't know but I, I think the actual skills themselves that you unlock are super cool like there's some cool shit that you can do in there that i, I haven't even started playing with yet yeah there's um the the, the skill trees are clearly the builds the the varieties that you can do like you're going to be able to focus on things or focus on yeah different types of gameplay depending on what skill tree you focus on in the future yeah, like and some of them seem back. like totally different from what your standard like verb set is too which i find kind of interesting and fascinating mm. so 
I just got the trophy for going for finishing one skill tree altogether uh, because I thought it was going Same. to do something for me in the NPC quest, and now I can't find the NPC that I thought was going to do that. So he is gone. I don't know where to go get him at. So. Yes, I did that yesterday, but I'm, I'm I haven't triggered a lot of the crazy um, craziness that you have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've done that. I did that quite early, actually, considering the gameplay. Um, and so it did do something with an NPC. <laughs> so I guess Brian, like if I if I if I was talking to you right now, I would tell you like, please, please persevere through it. I will. And, I promise. And 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 try, and try to like get through that that initial hump because not only does the game smooth out, but I think it's some of the easily some of the best environments that From has ever done. Um, there's like a couple of stages in here that come to mind that I am just absolutely in love with. And there's still some very much so like from is back on their bullshit kind of, kind of areas and, and, and encounter design that I think are built to make you do a certain thing, a certain way, but you can do it around it other ways. But like some of the stuff that's in this game is just absolutely amazing. Some of the things that you do in this games are so surprising and great. Like I just, it's really hard for me not to just want to talk about it all the time. Concur. Yeah, like listen, listening to you guys talk about it, like th- this is the thing that is making me want to actually give it another shot more than anything else. So, you know, that's that's been a trend with me is that when I don't feel the fire for something, hearing other people feeling the fire really helps me uh, try to try to put it into a different. Per- let's me look at it from a different perspective and and give it another go. We're kindling our bonfire, and you're getting an extra Estus. That's right. <laughs> I mean, like, like literally, like Jeremy, you remember that when you first started? Don't give up, skeleton. Like, I wasn't the biggest Bloodborne fan in the world. That's true. And yeah, listening it was after... to other people talk about how much they love Bloodborne, I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, I clearly I'm missing something. I got to go back and give this yeah. another shot. And then I got extremely obsessed with Bloodborne. So you know. And I think I think you as 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 the kind of dude that I know. I think once you start clicking with the combat and you start getting these like really cool parry deflection combos and like you start kind of getting into the combat system a little bit like i unlocked a skill pretty early on that did a, it was basically a flip so like your dude will do like a complete flip in the air and then like come around with it from the other side and like bash his sword in their head and i was like oh i wonder if i can and sure enough like every time an enemy was doing a sweep i could literally just flip over the sweep and bash them in the head with my sword <laughs> and i'm like i am the coolest guy in the world right now this feels so great and, like, once that stuff starts happening and you just start experimenting and playing with it, like, I think that's when the game really will sink its hooks into you. And then, and then yeah, like, Charles just casually mentioned, like, Senpu Temple. Like, that is one of the most gorgeous areas of the game of any of these games, of anything that I've seen From Software make. And it's it's got a, it's got a sequence in it that I don't want to talk about because it's so good. <laughs> I just I want people to ex- experience it themselves. So, well, yeah. Can I, well, the thing I was told you about the other day, Jeremy, that you were like, whoa, and it got me to share on Don't Give Up Skeleton thing. Can I mention that, or do you think that's too much of a spoiler? If I don't go, oh no, I think like it's 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 pretty well known that From uses like real world locations, yeah. And uh, and Charles like recognized the temple that this stuff was from, and was like posting pictures of the temple. And I was like, yes, that looks exactly like the thing in the game, except the game is like crazy and weird. This is so cool. Yeah. So the the Simpu Temple is based on uh, a temple in Kyoto, Japan called kyu mizu um and it's it's a water temple and it, it at in times of the year it looks a lot more like it the coloring if you know what i mean jeremy i won't spoil it because of yeah mm-hmm. but um it's yeah it's very much based on it um and it's it's very cool because 
you know, all of FromSoft, like Analondo is based on like some castle or city somewhere and Bloodborne is based on Gothic architecture based somewhere. And it's always cool hearing that there are these connections, but actually knowing one and be having been to one is so much cooler. Um, yeah, I bet that was, I bet that's rad as hell. Yeah. And, and also not only does it tie in physically, there are, there are obviously slight differences, but there are actual law details and information as well which is very cool <laughs> it, it ties in with the law um, yeah there's there's some there's some things that happen in this game that i'm like but you just kind of look at it, you just stare at the screen like did that is that seriously happening right now <laughs> like what the hell is going on right now <laughs> um and i i'm so excited for like the the time to pass so that people can t- kind of talk about it relatively publicly um I, yeah. I just I just kind of want to I want to see what other people are experiencing and then I'm already seeing like uh, Lobos doing weird stuff with tools that I, I had never even thought about and I'm like oh god I can't wait to you know max out this upgrade tree and then and start playing around with this stuff for real and seeing what I can do with it because yeah man it's just fun it's just a good video game yeah the, the tools because you get a set, set amount but the way they upgrade actually it like what triples quadruples the amount of tools because they all you still can equip the original. Yeah, that was really weird at first. And that's a good pro tip is like you'll pretty quickly like upgrade your axe to a spring-loaded axe from a loaded axe. But it's not like your axe goes away. Like you're, you could, you just go select it as a different tool. And the, the deeper you get to the upgrade tree, like the more variety you'll have with that. And you'll be able to like choose those specific tools to do specific things, which I, th- I find very interesting. Yeah. And the the first level or two, I don't see the point of why you'd go back because they can do the first level anyway. But yeah, looking at the later ones now, I've unlocked them. Um, there are more reasons to switch between them. So you could at some point have three different shields, which is pretty cool, or, or three different yeah. um, types of like three different types of fire attacks, which is it's pretty cool. I, I unlocked the last tier of upgrades pretty recently. I haven't actually gotten it, and I'm like looking through the stuff that I need for it, and I'm like, what the hell is any of this? <laughs> yeah. Where I haven't seen this in the game. I'm almost. I feel like I'm at the end of the game. Like, what what is happening? So, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm done on on Sekiro. I don't I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I I always want to keep talking, but I'm yeah. I think I'm out of stuff to to talk about. <laughs> I feel like if uh, if if we end the podcast now, I might be able to sneak in and just play a little bit more of the level before Autumn wants to hang out for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you tell you all right now that I'm going to play more of this game tonight. So, cool, Good. yeah, and and yeah, I, I, get over the hump. I'm going to get Aren't over you the, hump? the hump. I promise. So cool. I'm going to do my best. Yeah. Also, take breaks. That seems to be helping out a lot of people. Like if you're bashing your head against a boss, just yeah. like go play Bob as you for 45 minutes and then come back later. Because, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely get worse at the game the longer I play. But I have I have that thing where, uh, like, I picked up the game today. The last time I played it was sometime, I think it was yesterday morning, even because I've been like I've been doing the thing where I'm like playing a little bit before I go to work, which is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, you know, I was doing fairly well on the boss that I was on yesterday, and then like got destroyed five times in a row just because like I could not. Re- my hands just hadn't warmed up yet. Like my hands were like, "Excuse me, you have to you have to let us know where this is coming, okay? You can't just go right into this bullshit." <laughs> yeah, you got to push all the buttons in this game. <laughs> yep. 
all of them. Yeah. Brian, you got anything else to add? I don't think I've played anything else. Anyway. Um, I don't have anything else to add about Sekiro, but uh, some late-breaking uh, news that I want to I wanna bring up. Exactly. So, I guess GDC was last week, and importantly, apparently Zach Johnson, lead of Asymmetric Productions, did a postmortem, a design postmortem on West of Loathing, and... Uh, it is available for viewing for free, so I'm going to drop that link so that everybody can see it, and I highly recommend it, because Zach is a super smart guy, and uh, West of Loathing is an amazing game, so it's, it's one of the, one of the first watching. games I bought on my Switch, when I got my Switch, was yeah. West of Loathing and uh, Katamari for Autumn. <laughs> also, also, Autumn has been on a podcast with zach which i find really weird like they follow each other on twitter and i'm like what oh the did fuck? they did, did they do um radio free midworld together yeah it's just always a random <laughs> thing when i when it when it ever comes up i'm like oh yeah right. that dude knows my wife <laughs> weird yeah funny so yeah so i guess that's uh that's more or less it uh jeremy um you're you're the guest uh what do you have what do you have to, to tell tell us about uh, where when is this Promote coming out? Is this, you're going to try. Is, is this going to come out this weekend? You think? Uh, yeah, or probably. You're going to sometime next week. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I do I do a number of podcasts. Uh, the closest one that I think people would probably know is uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton. It's an interview based podcast where I talk to guests about their experiences with the Souls games. Both Brian and Charles have been on it, so you can go look for their episodes. I think every single host besides Cassandra, who doesn't play Dark Souls, has actually been on the on the show. So yeah, you can find so. all of the Dark Insight crew um, <laughs> on on that podcast. Uh, it's fun. We've had we have a lot of good episodes on that. Um, I also do a podcast called Monster of the Week, where we cover uh, it's creepy and necessary. Uh, when we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural with me and my buddy Chris, and it's really fun and good. And uh, tangent to that, and this is news to both of you guys, me and Chris are launching a new podcast on Monday. Well, I knew you were uh, launching a I podcast, a- but you hadn't said anything about what it was yet. So. <laughs> um, it, I know Monday is April Fool's, but this is for real. We are, um, <laughs> we, we're releasing a podcast. It's going to be a three times a week podcast, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Chris and I are discussing every single emoji individually. Um, <laughs> so you, you can, uh, we're going in, in order. So we're starting with a uh, grinning face and then, you know, grinning face with open eyes and like they all have dumb names. So it's, it's a lot of fun to get, get into it and mix up. So I'm um, assuming this is going to be very similar to like uh, a monster monster in my podcast where these are like five minute episodes. Monster in my podcast or like everything to go. But yeah, like three to, I think the, the longest we've recorded so far on an individual episode is like five minutes. Perfect. or something so like it's it's not going to be very long really really quick it's called thinking face because obviously that's the best emoji it's the best emoji uh, well it's the second best emoji so you the can, best emoji is the eyes oh, yeah well yeah uh, jeremy can i be on the podcast to, about the eyes i can i can see what i can do we're doing these we record these in a month at a time right and it takes an hour it's so good for, for your pure content output i love it so much it's so much fun to record uh <clears throat> but you can find that at thinkingface.cool uh, because, of course, you can. Uh, that launches on Monday. Uh, I'll probably put a trailer out this weekend for it because I, I cut a trailer for it. Perfect. I've submitted it to iTunes. But, uh, nice. yeah, thinkingface.cool. If you get there early before it gets on iTunes or whatever, then then consider yourself bonus. And then uh, the other ones were monsteroftheweek.cool and then don'tgiveupskeleton.com. And I'm on Twitter at JG Greer. So that's enough of me talking for a little while. Yeah, you, you have a Patreon, too. You're allowed to talk about your Patreon. 
I've got three. Uh, so, yeah, like, which one you got? <laughs> I guess I meant for Monster of the Week, but you can talk about all your Patreons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Monster of the Week has a Patreon. Don't Give Up Skeleton has a Patreon. And then, of course, I'm on the Duckfeed Network uh, doing Days of Future Cast with Gary. Uh, we, I think that probably the most fun thing that we've been doing besides the podcast is we do a series called Ask Beast and Ask Gambit on YouTube, which was a Patreon goal uh, where... Uh, we get the actual beast and the actual gambit to get on YouTube and answer questions from the Days of Future Cast audience. And uh, you can find that. Just go to daysoffuturecast.com. I think that'll have a link there. If it doesn't, I'll put one in there tonight <laughs> when I remember <laughs> to do that. Uh, but go check all that stuff out. It's fun. All, all those people are fun. And yeah, if you want to support any of the shows, like there's various ways and benefits for doing so. You can go check out all those links. Yeah, I highly recommend doing so. I I. I, I give to all three of those Patreons, so I'm a uh, I'm maybe a little bit biased. Do you but, really? Thank you, Brian. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> you make good stuff, man. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll invite you back down again since oh, I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Charles, what about you? Um, just Vader Van Odin somewhere. Yep, Vader Van Odin in places. Extremely in a, an extremely jolly response. Oh yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm at Way Brian R on Twitter. Uh, the podcast is at Dark Insight Pod. Uh, Darkinsight.net is the website. I've started to break myself with talking about the articles that we never do. Um, <laughs> Are they still up there? There are still articles still up that there. Yes. Nice. But there, there hasn't been I feel like there's been like two years, years right? Like since anybody's doing it. <laughs> I think the last one might have been uh, Richard's Demon Souls review. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You, need, you need to bump that down just to get something less negative into right? the world. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's more or less it. Um, we didn't have a listener question this week because we knew we were just going to ramble about Sekiro for forever. Uh, so we'll get back mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. for the next episode. I thought you actually, I actually pointed people because you did, you guys put out a tweet that said like, we're going to talk about Sekiro. Like, why don't you send us your thoughts and reactions? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if people send us our thoughts and reactions, I didn't, I didn't see any of them. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so I guess we'll talk about those oh, next time. Yeah. On the next episode of Dark Insights. <laughs> well, you've come to the right place. Yarnum is the home of blood illustration. You need only unravel its mystery. But where's an outsider like yourself to begin? Easy, with a bit of Yarnum blood of your own. But first, you need a contract. Good. All signed and sealed. Feels like I've been shackled, and as the process begins, he lets out a cackle. I must admit, I'm quite flustered. What did he mean when he said it may seem just like a bad dream? But I get a rush of blood to the head, I'm quite woozy. I start to drift off, unsure what he just did to me. I can only hope the process changes everything. If only I 
understood then how it would change my entire being. I awake and the floor is an ocean of blood. So dense and thick, rising up like a river flood. My heart starts to pound, emerging from its mist. A blood-soaked werewolf licking its lips. With a twisted claw, it extends its hands towards me. But it catches fire and howls out in pain angrily. I feel a tug at my leg before I can wonder why. I'm swarmed by tiny creatures, all I can do is close my eyes. Ma pauvre muse, qu'as-tu donc ce matin